South East Radio's Morning Mix. South East Radio. Morning, Alan. Good uh, morning. Thanks a million for having me on. Uh, yeah, do you know what? It's amazing. I'm just, I think I'm still in shock. I can't actually believe that it's actually out there. So, yeah, and last night was amazing, like the turnout and just, you could really feel the love in the room. Yeah. And I was just, oh, blew me away. You obviously put a lot of thought into doing this in the first place. So why did you decide to tell the story? Do you know, there's loads of different reasons, but I did. I was I was a foster mother. Um, and one of the things I remember we had to do uh, a fostering course. I remember when I went to the fostering course and sitting in the room with loads of foster parents. And I just remember they were asking um, loads of questions um, to the man that was doing the course. And I just sort of felt he was kind of just going around the questions where he wasn't really telling them like what they wanted to know. And I remember like sitting there going, oh my God, like I know that. Like I, I can feel what their child was feeling. And it brought up all this emotion where I was kind of thinking maybe I could help. And then I, I ended up like sharing a bit of my experience in the fostering course and the parents were just like, wow. Yeah. Do you know, you've so much that you could say, why don't you write a book or why don't you? And I was like, well, I'd love to do something like that, but I'm dyslexic and I think I'm dyspraxic as well. And where would I start? And, you know, and I was like doubting myself. Mm. And right. then I met Jackie. So let's, let's, I'm going to bring Jackie in a second yeah. then. Without spoiling the book itself, can you, can you outline what you've written about? Yeah. Even give us a flavour of what you've written about. Yeah. So basically, um, so the story is kind of based on my story growing up in foster care um, in the 80s and the 90s. So um, it's just really all the different kind of challenges, day-to-day challenges that I would have gone through um, on my twin sister, Kizzy, as well. So I kind of highlight, like, um, you know, just like, say, like, different aspects, like, say, family access, what that was like. Um, and when know. you went into foster care, did you say twin sister? Yeah, yeah. Kizzy. So did you both go to the same house together, or were you often ever separated? Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, me and Kiz, we were three months premature, so we came at six months, and my birth mother didn't know she was having twins, so she got a little bit of a surprise, obviously, when two of us popped out. So um, Kizzy had a bit of a heart problem, so she we stayed in hospital, I think the two of us both kind of stayed in hospital for a few weeks, and then Kizzy had a heart problem, yeah. so she stayed in longer, so I went back to my birth parents, so I was separated from Kiz. Um, and then I ended up going to the nuns, I think, for another few weeks. And I went back to my birth family and then I went back to the nuns again. And I think Kizzy then, I was reunited with Kizzy then, I think, just before we went into our yeah. foster home. So, so yeah, I think that was really tough, even though I was only like a few weeks old, saying I was nine months when I went to my foster parents. I'd say the separation from my twin sister, I'd say that was a massive And what's your earliest memory, Sadie, of this crisscrossing between homes, house, foster, nuns? What's the earliest memory you have? I think, like, do you know, just, I suppose, I went to, I went to visit a, a friend and I was about nine in a children's home, right? Mm. And I remember when I walked into the children's home, because my parents had no idea that I'd actually been in a children's home, and I walked into this children's home and I'd got this, like, oh my God, I've been here before. And I was only about nine at the time. And I remembered I kept getting these dreams as a child of a little baby in a little white... Um, 
nighty standing yeah. up in a cot. So and I would have been only about six months, I think. And when I walked into that that place, it was like it all just came back. And I went into the when Mum collected me, my foster mom, and I said to my mum, "Oh my God, I've been there before. I know I've been there." And she said, "Stop! No, you haven't. Don't be so ridiculous. You haven't." And I was like, "Mum, t- when you tracked it back, had you been?" Well, there? when I went and I got my birth files and I read it, I said, "Yeah, I had been there." Wow. Wow. So that was probably the earliest memory. So, Jackie. but I kept getting those dreams at six months. Yeah. Okay, old. we've got two copies of the book that you're very kindly going to autograph for some of our listeners. So, text or WhatsApp us. Just text us the word Sadie, S A D I E. Text us Sadie or WhatsApp us Sadie on 087 Jackie, you and I got talking about this because we were talking about my boy, the book you co wrote with Philomena, uh, the, the mum of Phil Linus. Um, uh, and you decided that this was a book that you were going to get involved in. Why? Yeah, there are kind of close parallels between Philomena Linus and uh, Sadie Harper in the sense that uh, they both had stories to tell that I think were meant that their lives at certain points were challenging. I'm go- just going to switch a microphone there off uh, onto you if you don't mind. Uh, will you just move that microphone across yeah. to Jackie and you move the other one there. For some reason we've lost you off mic there. So okay. just coming closer to that now Jackie. I think we've got you there. And uh, the yeah, subject sorry. matter of both books was very intimate. I mean both Philomena and Sadie had to delve deep into their memories and into their feelings and what they'd been through and both had to be treated with uh, a serious level of, of sensitivity because of that but I also found that both of them given the space to t- tell their story were both incredibly honest and open and that's what really impressed me about Sadie when I first spoke to her that she was very uh, aware of her own failings as well as failings in the system dealing with foster uh, children and that really appealed to me as well and she was also very self-critical which also means that you're going to get a very balanced story you're not going to get a story from somebody accusing everybody left right and center sadie has a much more balanced view of her own failings which i thought appealed to me as well all right and there is are there are items that you chose not to put in so you obviously had to put a lot of thought into it obviously the fact you haven't put them in is perhaps you don't want to talk about them either but you had to have a a a deep battle with your own conscience Mm. as to what you were going to put in or put or not put in but by all accounts on the basis of what i've read and what jackie has just said there the book is extremely strong still yeah i suppose like you know my book is about my story and I'm not out to hurt anyone or not now to, to, to blame anyone. I just want to tell my story uh, to the best that I can. And yeah, I suppose it was hard though because I think we were like putting things in and putting it out. But I think a lot of it was like therapy as well where I was writing it down and taking it out. And then I'm thinking, oh God, you'd probably end up with no book, I think, if you're constantly thinking of like, I might upset this person or might this or might that. But eventually... Uh, we just went with it, didn't we? Yeah, I think what tends to happen as as the book progressed, um, it would sort of reshape itself and you'd start feeling, well, that really doesn't have to go in. That's not relevant. We've enough material with other stuff to mm. concentrate on what the book actually, the title of it, The Hidden World of a Foster Girl. Yeah. And that's really what it's about. That's the key kernel of the, of the story. So other things kind of get uh, pushed to one side because they're not relevant to that particular uh, angle for writing Is there any particular angle within the book that you, you could share with us Jackie uh, again we, we don't want uh, it's, it's a spoiler alert because you, mm. you want people to write the, uh, sure. to read this uh, is there anything that the, the, you the worst part that I came across was Sadie showed me um, information she'd got 
documents she'd got through the Freedom of Information Act and in some of them it actually had stated uh, psychologists or eminent people had said or described Sadie as below average intelligence. I knew but after five minutes of talking to Sadie Harper that this was complete nonsense but it was kind of scary that somebody who was a professional could, could say this about somebody and be, be so wrong. I mean, we, people can all make mistakes, but this could be a serious mistake that blighted Sadie's life if you start telling yourself that you're below average intelligence when quite clearly you're not. Right. And I found that really a kind of almost scary that that could actually happen. And there wasn't, she didn't even know about it. Uh, that was the, the worst part of it. Uh, it was just there in some files. Right. And that was awful. And for you, another little... Oh, it really so, hurts. Yeah, obviously. Uh, also within the book, can you give me another little nugget of what's in there, please? Yeah, do you know what I... What Jackie was saying about the educational thing, because I really struggled in school, and um, I suppose I do go into that, that book that I was very much labelled, and I was never... I never got a diagnosis. They never told me what was wrong. And I think, because I always felt like, oh, you're low intelligence, you're this, you're this, um, I turned that in into myself and I self-harmed a lot um, so there was chapters in there I suppose about my self-harming um, and also how I overcame the self-harming um, and then there's a lot about like different I, different aspects of different cancelling I went through so I wrote diaries so I kept diaries since I was young so it has all different kind of um, different stages of my life in the book How many foster parents would you have been with? So I would have been with, so I was with my births, or sorry, I was with my foster family right up to the age of 18. But when I was 15 or 16, my behaviour in school uh, was, was off the wall, obviously because of my learning difficulties yeah. and not getting cancelling, not getting help. So my parents were really struggling. So I went into a respite home. Um, for I ended up staying there I think for about six months but all I ever wanted was cancelling and help and I kept asking for it and instead of getting cancelling I was removed and removed into respite instead of actually kind of dealing with the issues right. head on so I think it kind of has all of that where you'll see um, you'll see all the struggles and you'll see all the fights that my foster parents had and that I had trying to get help and sadly, you'll see that I didn't get the help right up to the age of 18. All the meetings, social worker meetings, they had loads of meetings. And I still never got anything out of those meetings. Look, I have to, I'd love to spend more time with this because we're only getting into and perhaps we will get the opportunity to do that as we look at Foster. So I started with Sadie. I'm going to finish with you, Jackie. Who is this book geared towards? Arguably, anybody who's interested in the welfare of children or parents or society in general. Um, I learned a lot from writing the book with Sadie. I knew of fostering, but didn't really know any of the practical details. Some of it I found quite shocking in the way the system actually works and sometimes works against the foster child. So it was a huge learning experience for me and I really appreciate Sadie taking me through that. Thank you both for joining me. Uh, the the uh, amount of entries for the competition are absolutely flying in, but I'd like you to give one uh, sign-up for Pat Doyle in our Ladies' Island and for Mary uh, Cogley, who's in Harristown in Kilran. So mm-hmm. both of them have come out of the hat. Uh, oh. uh, but where can people get the book? 
Anywhere? Um, Most bookshops have all, it, yeah. All bookshops. Yeah, so you can get it in, in Dublin, you can get it in Upstairs Bookshop, you can right. get it online, you can get it in the Reader's right. Paradise, the you can in, get it in, in the Book Centre in Wexford, yeah. And yeah, Eason's in Wexford, right. Eason's Reader's in Paradise Gory. in Wexford. Yeah, and so Eason's in Gory, and Eason's in Ennis. It's the hidden world of a foster girl, you've hidden a lot of the big uh, stories that are in there, but you've given us an insight into what is within that book. It's it's absolutely powerful, and I wish you well with it, Sadie. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix.